Reasonable's podcast here at the Athletic Toronto. I'm your host, as always, Blake Murphy. I'm joined, as usual, by Eric Green. Eric, how are you, man? Uh, I am, uh, you know, new Drake mixtape. I haven't listened to it yet. I think it's a, I think it's a playlist. It's a playlist. Yes. I, I'm not sure what the difference is practically. I think speaking. in this case it's a playlist because he has a song, one track that's just Skepta. It's not a Drake song, it's just a Skepta song. Okay. It's called an interlude, but I don't know, he's seems fire on it, so. Seems pretty, uh, like he's messing around with the language a bit to suit his branding needs. But who yeah. among us hasn't done that? There are also contract things to consider, though, where maybe not releasing an album is done for a reason. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not calling it an album. An album. Yeah. Well, I said, like, well, albums were called mixtapes, and then... When, when that was the case, and now mixtapes are called... Back in my day. Back, yeah, back in my day when people were trying to skirt the law and skirt contractual uh, agreements, they just called albums mixtapes, and now mixtapes are being called playlists. Playlists is a new and what are, what are playlists going to be called? Where, where does this end? The slippery know. slope of bullshit. Um, oh, have, we, bef- have we earned the explicit tag? Yeah, oh yeah, I think okay. so. Um, that's good. Before you continue um, asking Drake to kindly get off your lawn, um, <laughs> we should point out that uh, Drake, still conspicuous by his absence around the year. One game. Center. One game this season. One Drake game. Knight against the Golden State Warriors. Drake, an impending free agent. Uh, do you think this signals Drake might be feeling out the market for his global ambassadorship? I, you know, I had to retire, hashtag Drake or no Drake, before the year. Because it was just getting too sad, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is sort of appropriate for Drake, that something should yes, become I feel sad. Like, I feel like early Drake would have appreciated yeah. uh, tweeting 81 out of 82 times only to get rejected. <laughs> um. Who knows? I, I sort of I'm expecting a playoff appearance by by him. I haven't looked at his touring schedule. If he has, if he's touring, I don't know. I don't um, even know if his ankle is better yet. Yeah, he had yeah. that injury earlier in the yeah. season, he's, and he had the torn ACL back in the yeah. day. It's Maybe he'll be locked up in the lab coming up with his next playlist. Who knows? He did promise at the end of More Life that more More Life is coming in 2018. Have you listened to it? Yeah, I have. I liked uh, it a lot. Yeah, it seems like it's getting generally good reviews. Yeah, I didn't love Views. So, yeah, uh, I, I never got a, into views. I thought this was a step in the right direction mm-hmm. from that perspective. Um, some of the songs, you know, aren't for me. Yeah, well, but that's to be expected yeah. from a curated playlist. Yes, with 24, 25 yeah. tracks. Too, too many, like, yeah, anyway. This I've, is... also been, I've always been more on the pro-Drake side. Like, no, early, I, I, early Drake was very much my shit at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'm... You know, with albums, proper albums two and three, I was I was in, and then I sort of lost interest around the time of the uh, Lou Williams song. Was that and uh, Views got maybe one spin for me. I was like, this isn't for me. Views wasn't great. Um, Drake has generally been good for the Raptors. I'm trying to find a way to segue <laughs> back, and there's there's no way. This is a um, this is a podcast about the Toronto Raptors, who yes. Drake so is no. loosely associated with. So now we're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. How's that for a That's, heavy-handed segue? Yeah, yeah, just uh, bludgeoning that segue <laughs> like the Toronto Raptors bludgeon the Indiana Pacers. There we go. Back on track. If we talk long enough, we will get to somewhere that works. So since we talked to you last, uh, actually after we talked to you last, 
things were pretty good. It was after the Dallas Mavericks victory. The defense had been good of late. Um, there were positive, positive vibes. Uh, what happened since then is the Raptors turned in one of their worst performances of the season against uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everybody panicked. They had quit on Dwayne Casey. Quit. Everybody panicked. Uh, we clo- we needed door players yeah. only meeting. Yeah, we called them out as requested. As requested. Called them out. Yes, I shook P.J. Tucker yeah. by the lapel. And, and P.J. understood. He's yeah. like, I need this. Yes, thank God for Blake <laughs> giving it to me at the request of that Twitter follower. That's uh, So you have us to thank for the turnaround. Uh, no, so that, that was about as bad as it gets. And, you know, we've talked through this Kyle Lowry injury that things are never really going to look pretty if the Raptors are going to win. The formula is DeRozan be heroic. One or two depth players to step beyond the role and then, you know, really grind out these games. And on Friday against the Detroit Pistons, the Raptors bounced back with exactly that kind of win. It was ugly. It was not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, it was gross. But it wasn't DeRozan going crazy. I thought DeRozan, like, what was his line? Like 14, 8, and 6? Yeah, he's he, done he, such he, a good yeah. job as a pastor. I, I was gonna, and I was going to say, like, he... He really understood the traps. Like the traps have been more aggressive than they are when Kyle Lowry's on the floor. And shocking, yeah. <laughs> but he he's reading them well, and I thought that was like, you know, you you think of Jamar sometimes as this empty calorie or not empty calorie, but just scorer. And he, you know, that line was very, it was flattering. Not yeah, not flattering. Like it was it was yeah too. that that line. It was a worthy line for him. Right. It was the like two a games positive line. He had totaled five yeah. assists, and we, yeah. I think we had mentioned that we thought it was, you know, the, the assist total did him a disservice yeah. in a couple games before. Um, and yeah, it, it turns out when you're passing to a team that's ice cold shooting, yeah. uh, your assists don't come as freely as when the three pointers are dropping. Uh, the three pointers were dropping Sunday, so they, they had yeah. this ugly win against Detroit. They come back Sunday and they show that, hey, Blake, Eric. You guys are idiots. It can look really pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not going to happen often, but the Raptors in beating the Pacers 116-91, 25 assists on 45 field goals, um, 17 turnovers, so it was a little sloppy together, but 25 assists on 45 field goals, 12 of 27 from three. Uh, what did, I mean, what wasn't there to like, but it, give us your thoughts on uh, My on favorite thing about this is that the Raptors' offensive breakthrough is 25 assists on 45 field goals. The, the 9.05 <laughs> Saturday afternoon had 39 assists on 51 field goals with only nine turnovers. So 39 on 51. Yeah. With only nine turnovers, and we're excited about the Raptors getting 25 on 45 well, with 17 turnovers. Well, I think you know what the answer has got to be then. Fire Casey. And Fire Steph, yes, exactly. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you or, know. Sorry, I have an alternative answer. Um, <laughs> just load the team with an obscene amount of talent where you're the Cleveland Cavaliers of the D League or the Golden State Warriors of the D League. Yeah. You're just way better. By the way, uh, congrats to the 905. They locked up the Eastern Conference yes. on Sunday. Uh, and they are now two games up on anyone else in the league with only five games to go. Very likely they'll have home court throughout the playoffs. Flags fly forever in Mississauga, baby. Yes. So as uh, long as no one gets called up to the NBA in the next couple of weeks. No, they've, they've earned the chance yeah. to, uh, to go all the way with us. But um, the Raptors, I mean, the last five quarters now, they've looked pretty damn good. And this was as complete of an effort as there has been since... Uh, Lowry went down for sure like even some of the better wins Boston or Washington like there were some people you had to hide in that game yeah. and, and, this and they game, were maybe more fun wins or like yeah, more, yeah, more like, encouraging wins in the larger sense because of the competition were, yes. and, and the comebacks and like they put themselves in even more spots um, they probably mean more but yeah this is like the Pacers are above 500 they're 
a potential playoff opponent, and they were completely healthy, and the Raptors kicked their asses. Yeah. And it was at both ends of the floor. Uh, it wasn't just the ball movement. Pacers yeah. shot 41%. Uh, only hit six threes, coughed the ball up 14 times, and the Raptors ran off those. Yeah. This was good. Um, I want to talk a bit, I mean, to, dissecting this win, like, it, it's a lot of they played well, and yes. threes went in when and they weren't everyone, going in before. Yeah. Well, I want nice. to talk about Corey Joseph sure. for a bit, because I think what he's doing in Lowry's absence is un, maybe underappreciated just because... He is not Kyle Lowry, but I haven't checked the on-offs lately. But but as of a few games ago, it was something like when he was playing, they were like plus eight points uh, per 100 possessions when they were on, when he was on the floor, and almost like exactly the reverse in the minus uh, when he was off. Yeah, he's, and he's basically just, inherited Kyle Lowry's yeah, off. Yeah, he's just been, and obviously on-off says a lot about who's backing you up as, as yeah. much as it says about you, but he's been so steady, and... Uh, aside from the Oklahoma City game where everybody, you know, took a... Well, they... Russell Westbrook happened and they got demoralized. Yes. That's how I saw that game. Nobody wanted to admit it, but... Also, they the, couldn't shoot. Yeah. Those two things... Like, like if the, exactly. If they had been four for 11 at the half instead of one for 11 from three, like, that game doesn't get away from them in the same way. Anyway, I digress. Hmm. Um, Joseph has just been... Not only steady, but like pivotal to what's going on right now. To them staying more than a foot. What are they now? Eight and five without so. Lowry yeah. uh, since uh, since the All Star break, and that's you know it seems so far away. I guess from uh, a month plus ago when we were talking about Fred Van Vliet taking his minutes yeah. and. It's just from, you know, working his ass off around screens. It's from making some funky, you know, floaters. Falling and uh, every yeah, single time. He falls a lot. And playing within himself, but for 30-plus minutes instead of, you know, 16 20, minutes, yeah. which is hard to do. Yeah. In terms of, like, yeah, those minutes jumps, they're not 12 extra minutes at the same level of those 18 bench minutes you were yeah. playing either. These are... The minutes you were playing are suddenly harder, and now you're playing more of them. Um, so it's a testament to him. It's, he's been he's been really good. Um, there, this is the thing. There, we can go down the box score and, and dap up, you know, eleven or twelve guys yeah. tonight. Uh, we won't do that. But let's bad. let's mention the one other guy who kind of had a breakout performance here. Um, he's looked very good in his small doses for a while now. Jakob Pertl was awesome. Yeah, there was one catch he made. Uh, I don't even. Maybe it led to free throws. I'm not sure. Maybe it led to a bucket. A bucket. It was a pass from DeRozan. Was it the and one that was, got tipped? It was and de- kind of deflected and yeah. was behind him. And I don't know how many centers make that catch in this league. Like that. Yeah. That <laughs> um, he's look. This is good news for Lucas Nogueira's burgeoning Samba band. Um, like how, the, how we buried the lead so deep here. Yeah, like they, he might not have those P's and Q's to check off in practice anymore, baby. Yeah. Uh, whom I miss dearly on the court. Block shot tonight. Yeah. Um, it's funny, but, though. This is, how, this is how solid Pirtle's been, is right. that we thought when Lucas O'Gara got pulled from the role, uh, the end, you know, he had, he had a cold streak at the worst possible time. Uh, we thought when he got pulled from that role, it would be fluid, and he'd get another yeah. crack at it. Lucas Aguero on the season still has the best net rating on the t- or the best on-off impact, other than Patrick Patterson. Uh, so there, like he did a lot yeah. of good things, and his chemistry with Kyle Lowry 
you know, he could figure into the rotation yeah. when Lowry's back too because they have such a nice mix. But Pirtle's been so steady that there's yeah. been no window where Dwayne Casey could reasonably say, you know, Noguera deserves the shot tonight yeah. over Pirtle. No, he just... And it was a few games back where he mentioned... Dwayne Casey mentioned intellect. And you can see that from... Uh, from Pirtle's offensive game and defensive game, he just slips into the right spots at the yeah. right time. And for a team that's still working in two new pieces, although, you know, the grace period for that is probably you know, over. Prob- probably over games, but that's yeah. key. Like somebody who, you know, you can rely on to be in the right place, especially if it's a rookie, you know, that's found money right there. Yeah. And um, certainly bodes well for the future. Yeah, uh, young bigs don't, they're not supposed to think the game this well. Yeah. At both ends of the floor, and I think Pirtle's going to eventually develop into a pretty good communicator on defense, yeah. which we've seen lately how big an impact communicating on defense mm-hmm. can have. Uh, by the way, Raptors number three in defensive efficiency now since the All Star break. Break them up. Yeah. By the way, also PJ Tucker. I mean, that's I yeah. think there's nothing more to say. Yeah. That that one like thirty second sequence he had against Detroit was just like just got up and started punching stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, all right. Yeah, no. Uh, like, you know how people have pump-up songs? I want, like, a one-minute super cut of P.J. Tucker plays before, like, I go to the gym or something like that. <laughs> Just him playing defense and, yeah. like, getting turnovers. Yeah, drawing a charge <laughs> on Paul George, who was not good. Yeah. That was, like, the emptiest 7-for-14 game I can uh, I can recall. Yeah, wearing that big minus 17. Paul George had a weird season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I uh, still think when... Like at his best, Paul George is like a top ten player in the NBA, but, but he hasn't been this year. He has year. not played. Like, well, I like, didn't have him on my All Star roster. No, you hear them like people talking about their All NBA teams, and, and this will figure into his, his contract, contract, of course. Yeah. And he doesn't sniff top six forwards this year. No, you know, like you, you could probably get to eight before you get to Paul George, and he's still incredibly important to what they do. But like, if you remember how he's playing in April, I think I tweeted this at some point. It's like. You know, it's like he's downshifted three or four gears. Yeah. Uh, like there was a play where DeMar DeRozan dribbled behind his back and and got off a clean jump shot from the free throw line or the, or or so. And you know, last April, like George is shadowing him. This yeah. this April, DeRozan creates or this March, DeRozan creates uh, separation. Why that is? Well, you know, it was a weird trade deadline for Paul George. This team isn't the most inspiring team, even though it's got a fair bit of talent. And, you know, maybe he can see the end on the wall, or maybe he's just oh, that's tired from carrying, a, you know, a mediocre team as uh, he's been doing for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, I've only been doing it on this podcast for a couple of months, and I'm yeah, exhausted of yeah. it. So. No, I know. Hey-o. Um, yeah, the one thing, too, if you look ahead to a potential playoff matchup, and with Indiana in sixth, um, they're at some risk of falling to seven, eight, even nine. Right now, yeah. they could still conceivably jump to fifth. Paul Millsap's out. Uh, Kent Bazemore's out for Atlanta right now. So an opportunity for upward mobility there, too. Um, but, you know, you could see them, whether they finish five or six, uh, a potential first-round playoff series. You get Kyle Lowry back in here. You mentioned the easier job DeRozan had tonight. It's just one game. But um, George Hill is one of the best Kyle Lowry defenders yeah. in the NBA. And Jeff Teague is a nice player. He is not George Hill on the defensive end. So I think you look at, you know, DeRozan had a better time tonight. DeRozan's gotten a lot smarter going against traps. Uh, I think offensively the Raptors might have a, a better time against Indiana. I think we're heading Raptors. toward Raptors Hawks, but if it I were, so yeah, I think if it, yeah, I think if it were Raptors Pacers, uh, I'd be 
less worried. Like, George Hill played such a big role last year, and because of the Raptors' added defensive versatility from the trade deadline, like, Teague being a dynamic scorer becomes less of a problem, uh, or, or less of a concern, I, I should say, than it might be otherwise. Uh, I just... I don't think it's particularly close between the, yeah. you know, it wasn't last year in terms of like the depth talent, but George Hill is really good. Yeah. And it was, it's really good at a position that's really important to be good if you're trying to stop the Raptors. And Miles Turner's really good too. Yeah, but, no, he's but great. Valanciunas yeah. and Pirtle more or less neutralized. Yeah, him. more, I mean, more. Yeah. Not, not, not more or less. They, they, they. Yeah. They dominated the glass. Like, what was the final? 51, 33, yeah. 16 to 9 on the offensive glass. I mean, a few of those were JV playing yeah. volleyball with himself. But, uh, hey, is, yeah, I mean, sometimes you need to create the second or third chance to finally put yeah, it and in. Yeah, the, the rebounding something that's nice to see because it's been one of Toronto's biggest weaknesses on the defensive end this year, and it never really made sense yeah. because Jonas Valanciunas is an elite defensive rebounder, yeah. and some of their other players are at least solid. Yeah. Um, and Biombo's a good rebounder, but his role like during over the course of the regular season was not enough to explain away yeah. the change in defensive rebounding. So um, Abacus helps, you know, Tucker, Tucker helps a little bit there, so... That's come back up. The Raptors, as I mentioned, third in defensive efficiency since the All-Star break. They've fallen the 17th in offense during that stretch. Completely understandable yeah. for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um, but on the year now, fourth in offense, 11th in defense. Uh-oh. They're edging toward the championship vaunted, contender. Edging toward the vaunted top 10 on both ends of the floor. You gotta consider them a championship contender then. Got to. Yeah. Um, Cleveland is like 29th in defensive efficiency since the All-Star break. Got to write them off. Here's a, <laughs> here's a bigger test than where they end up in offensive or defensive efficiency. On Tuesday, the oh, Chicago no. Bulls. Let's just pick the let's just, the let's just pick the ball who's going to kill them randomly. I would like, oh, it's definitely Joffrey Laverne. <laughs> King Joffrey. Yeah. In that Doug McDermott trade, Laverne... Yeah, he inherited it because, as we saw on Thursday, McDermott did, did left it behind. Yeah. Not that the Thunder he needed did, it. He, yeah, exactly. But Maybe he's, yeah, he's saving it for yeah, since, more, since the moment. Saving it for the finals. Okay, so I want to go back over the last 11 meetings between the Bulls and the Raptors. Yeah, this should be uh, This dates back to February 19, 2014. I think the last time they won, it was New Year's Eve. 2013-14. Uh, and I, I don't know why I would have been in a crappy sports bar, but I was. Okay. And... and yeah, my memory is like Jonas Valanciunas outplaying Joakim Noah, and yeah. I think Lou Aldeng let all scores that night. Um, that part is true. I remember that when yeah. I looked up this list of all yeah. the losses. Anyway, let's go. All right. Um, now I'm concerned why I was at a crappy sports bar on New Year's Eve. I'm off track. Because life is, life is tough sometimes. 2013, let's think back. Okay, you let read. I'm going to think about all the right. mistakes I've made in my okay. life. Okay, I'll go through these quickly. Um, the first one in this series, DeRozan gets blocked at, on the final possession by Jimmy Butler. They lose by two. Uh, they lose by seven after leading most of the game. They get outscored 35-14 in the third quarter. Third one, um, they went six scoreless minutes and gave up 49 points in the fourth quarter to lose by nine. Uh, number four, uh, they get beat the entire game. That was the, that's the only one in this set that isn't really weird. They yeah. just got their asses kicked in that one. Uh, number five, they lead for 39 minutes of the game, get outscored 39-21 in the fourth quarter, and lose by 13. Uh, next one, Luis Scola comes out and scores 12 in the first half, and then Tony Snell drops 16 in the fourth. They lose by seven. Um, 
the next one, uh, they lose by two. J- that was the Jimmy Butler second half game uh, where he broke MJ's record for Chicago Bulls points and a half. And Damari Carroll broke himself. He sent Damari Carroll to the hospital, like, <laughs> into the retirement home, basically. Oh, no. Uh, next one. By the uh, way, by the way, Damari Carroll, yes. four for five from three on you know Sunday that night. He stopped caring about fashion. Patrick Patterson turned it around by no longer watching movies. Yeah. Damari Carroll no longer cares about Damari Carroll probably wearing plain white Asics right now. <laughs> uh, I'm told by people on Twitter and in the comments that's okay. why DeRose, that's why Carroll and yeah, Patterson it, it was, were cold. They were too too distracted by their brand as the as, two, as we both could understand. The like, two guys who might not be fully healthy should have been spending twenty four hours in the gym <laughs> instead of Watching a movie. Didn't Patterson just have a Cineplex night, too? That's the one people were complaining about. Oh, so now they're complaining about Patterson. Yes. So this yeah. was Thursday, I was getting Okay. This. Yeah. Um, Patrick Patterson was a plus 17 tonight, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. And he has two threes. Yeah, funny why, Funny how that works. Continue. <laughs> um, okay, so number eight in this stretch. Doug McDermott drops 30. Uh, the Bulls win the second half 64-48 <laughs> to win the game by 10. Um, the next one, Doug McDermott drops 29. <laughs> Uh, the Raptors... I think the Bulls were missing a lot of guys that game. Yes, and uh, once again, DeRozan blocked by Jimmy Butler <laughs> uh, on the final possession. Um, then they lose by five in overtime. Uh, Jimmy Butler scores 32 over the second half in overtime. Uh, the Raptors had a 13-point lead in the last seven minutes. Yes. And blew it, lost in overtime. And then the last one was the most recent one, which was kind of just a standard run-of-the-mill loss to the Bulls. What, was I here? Yeah, there was nothing all that special about it. Um, yeah, there was almost nothing. It was very nondescript. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's completely out of my memory. Yeah, but it, was, the, but it was number 11. So yeah. 11 in a row they've lost to the Bulls. The Bulls come here Tuesday. The Bulls do not have Dwayne Wade, who's out for the season. Irrelevant. The Bulls might not have campaign. Irrelevant. My real friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, you love that joke. I love that joke. Um, shout out to Fall Out Boy, obviously. Uh, so the Bulls are coming in with no Dwayne Wade uh, with their playoff lives on the line. You know, with Wade out, maybe it's Paul Zipser. Maybe it's not Joffrey Laverne due for the big night. Uh, will the Raptors finally shake off this Chicago Bulls weird voodoo stuff? No, they're going to lose. Uh, it's based on nothing. Right? Like, cause, like, it's not based on nothing. It's based on a lot of recent history. I just yeah, but like the, the history, there's no common thread other than weirdness. The Raptors are better than Chicago. The Raptors are a good team this year. They are still a good team without Kyle Lowry. Chicago Bulls are a bad team, and the Chicago Bulls will beat Toronto in Toronto. That, and that's what's going to happen. Like, they just, well, for, I mean, the Bulls just beat Utah, so it's not like they're nothing. But... Uh, there's no explaining this. It will last until it doesn't, and I'm not ready to let go of this voodoo magic. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, obviously, there's no, there's no answer here. The thing is, if I say they're going to break it, I'm going to look like an idiot when it doesn't happen. I mean, they should win. They, they should, should win. win. Yeah. The, if the they Ra- play like they played in this one, they'll win. The Raptors are better than the Bulls. Yeah. They should win. The Raptors are better than the Bulls, I think, even without Kyle Lowry. Yeah. The no, Bulls I don't. Are bad. The Bulls are a bad basketball Rashad team. Rondo is playing regularly. They have four bad point guards. Yeah. And they'll still beat the Raptors. Yeah. Michael Carter Williams is somehow <laughs> going to hit like five threes. Yeah. The first five threes of his career. Now, Rondo and, yeah, and MCW will like combine for 40 and 20. Uh, later in the week, James Johnson revenge game redux. Oh, man. On Thursday. And then Saturday, they're in Dallas. It's the last time Ooh. they'll travel uh, that far all season. To another time zone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. 
Yeah, that's nice. Um, so, I mean, it, this this hasn't been our format, but because we're on here and we just talked about the three games the rest of the week, uh, you want to make a, a pick on them? By the way, nice that the schedule for from as of today, uh, no back-to-back till April 4th and yeah, 5th. Yeah, that is so good. So a lot of game on, day off, game on, day off. That's great for their flow and their practice schedule and our sanity. Yeah. Well, I guess I have to say, since I've predicted a, a Chicago win despite all, you know, individual game logic, I'll say one and two. One um, two. But actual me thinks they'll go. If I ignore the Chicago, the thing. Chicago thing, I okay. would actually say two and one. Okay. I agree two and one. I think they'll win one of Chicago or Miami. And I think, you know, Dallas is on the fringe of tapping out for the yeah. season. So. They're not very good. Although they did come back against Washington, which was uh, momentarily helpful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of momentarily off of the Sixers coming beating the yeah. bull, beating the Celtics. None of this is going to end up mattering. The, uh, the, 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 but the thing is, is that none of uh, this is going to yeah. end up mattering. Like, and I'm doing a big world hand. Sorry, I'm doing a round world, yeah. though. I should just do this flat Good circle stuff. table we're on. Good. Uh, <laughs> oh, shout out to Kyrie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good thing I just took an anxiety pill or else I wouldn't be able to... To handle this, uh, nothing, nothing matters. Oh, the nothing matters part. That's flat, earth, flat Earth is fine. If that ends up being the case, which it won't, because it's impossible. As I tweeted earlier, uh, <laughs> I'm fine all with it's going to take, if one flat earther walks off the edge and falls off the edge of the Earth, I'll concede that the Earth is flat. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to take one well, person to convince this me. One time. It's just going to convince one person, or take one person to convince like, me. Like, what would happen to like all those airplanes that? That's the best part yeah, of the Kyrie right, thing. Like, is like, and I know he's from pretty, Australia. I know everyone's pretty sure that Kyrie was joking and stuff, but yeah. like, that's the funniest part of it. Is that yeah. like you've flown, you've yeah. done it, you've done it, man. You've hit the international dateline, which yes. I assume would be where the edges, the edges. No. Um, Truman Show, baby. Yes. Good end. Good, but good what's movie. weird about it too is that there would have to be four edges of the Earth, right? So I understand yeah, that those fall, people yeah. believe that the edges of the Earth are protected by the ice on the on the top and bottom. It's, it doesn't make any sense, but I, I understand how they could be like, no, you just can't get there because the ice. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense, but it makes more sense than on the sides, there's just like, there's no barrier or anything. You just like... Fall. Yeah. yeah I, don't, just, I don't understand. Yeah, it's just like a 90 degree drop into nothingness, yeah. I guess. On top of it, so this is the thing that's always killed me about this one. I love conspiracy theories. We are, we are way off the uh, okay. rails. I here. love conspiracy theories. Yeah. But what you have did you, to... Did you love the movie Conspiracy Theory starring Mel Gibson? I'm not a big Mel Gibson fan. Well, there's lots of good reasons for that. I imagine but, you're <laughs> not a big Mel Gibson fan. <laughs> what a... What a what a return to form his directorial uh, yeah. uh, hacksaw rage was. That's what he did, right? I don't know. Hacksaw. We need yeah, to you, on the podcast. It's so, so nice that he got another chance into Hollywood. Good guy. Gross. Continue. Um, so, yeah, I love a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. But what you have to give me to sell me on a conspiracy theory is the why. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll follow you on the how and the details and stuff, but you have to give me the why. Yeah. So I don't... I understand, you know, 9-11 truthers, the oil, like I, I get the why yeah. there. I get some of the other ones. I don't understand for the life of me who would benefit from tricking everyone into thinking the world is round when it's actually flat. Yeah. Like well. airline companies would stand a profit from it being flat because they could tell people that it's flat and oh, this flight is way longer because we yeah. can't just go around the world. We have to go you all the way across You figured it. it out. No, this is the opposite oh, okay, though. Yeah. They should be pushing the flatter theory. Yeah. 
to charge more for long flights. Is that you, like I looked up a flight from Toronto to Croatia today because this is what I do when I start dreaming about the off season. Yeah. And is it possible for them to charge more money? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to go home to Newfoundland in July, yeah. uh, and I'm going to drive because. Oh my god. Well, one because I want to. I drove well, to Toronto, sounds, Vancouver. Yeah. I would like to finish yeah. going across Canada, but. Uh, you have to go to the what's the furthest east point and. Uh, yeah. That's a. Yeah, I've been yeah, there. I've been there too. It's uh, and I've been in. Vancouver. I mean, I have the lighthouse tattooed on me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Um, I took a silly picture next to the sign that says "Do like don't be an idiot" on the lighthouse. That doesn't actually say "Don't be an idiot," but that's the basic message. Um, yeah. So, what else is happening with you, yeah. like? So th- this is what I, like. <laughs> like anyway, we don't need to talk about small town Newfoundland. I don't think. Um, <laughs> Should we talk about curling? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Rachel Holman, baby. Gushu. Winning it on home turf while my uh, grandparents on the little island didn't have power because of 160 kilometer hour winds. Ooh. Yeah. The goosh. Okay. Um, do you have any other Raptors parting shots? There, I can't imagine anyone still listening. <laughs> we are chasing away listeners by the second. Should we argue about TV? We haven't had a new Riverdale. Yeah, yeah there's that's, nothing. That's the point. We could always devolve into just shouting about Riverdale. Yeah, and we would need Alex Wong here to... Uh, to talk about the Americans. Alex, yeah, I, Alex, I haven't watched that. Yeah, Alex Wong actually apologized, to, or didn't really apologize, but the character he hates, Paige Jennings, uh, he, he said he felt bad for her this week, which was a big win for me, because I've been saying that Paige is not ungrateful and unworthy of your uh, sympathy or empathy, depending on the... Uh, what if you've been raised by Russian spies or not? I, I guess not. that I guess that would that you that you know. Of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm, like, my parents were the worst spies. Um, any other thoughts about this Raptors yeah. week? I have no TV or movie hot takes. I saw Get Out last night. Yes. See, see Get Out in a packed theater if you can, uh, if you could control that, which means see it soon. Also, Iron Fist is bad. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, do you have Raptors thoughts? We, this has been like 30% Raptors thoughts. Yeah, well, it's been kind of like, here's the thing about the Raptors. Uh, and this is, might be a decent place to end this, yeah. theoretically. Like, we're waiting for Kyle Lowry to come back. Like, we've sort of seen what they can do without him. They are looking, you know, throw out that Thunder game. Uh, the Miami game was a back-to-back, and that, like, those two games sort of represent the low point. Other than that, we kind of have seen the range. And, and it they doesn't get, matter, and, because and, if, Lowry yeah. come, if Lowry doesn't come back, or it doesn't come back at 100%, it's not going to matter in the playoffs because yeah. you're not going to beat it like yeah. that. I mean, maybe. Are we putting but, the, are we, so should we put the, the podcast on hiatus like no, Riverdale? because there's still <laughs> things to, to talk about, and Riverdale will be back and we can talk about that <laughs> at some point. Um, but no, there are still things to be learned, yeah. I think. And, and what, what I think is um, interesting is that there are battles going on that like might not matter when Kyle Lowry's back. Like, um, Jakob Pertl, as well as he's played, might not be the backup center because the Raptors could conceivably like they have been playing very very little two point guard lineups together. Yeah. So they could downsize more with those Lowry Joseph. They might groups. not need a backup center. Right. They might not need a third point guard. Delon Wright or Fred VanVleet are probably out of the rotation yes. when Lowry's back. Um, there is because they play Corey Joseph and Lowry together so much. You know, Norman Powell is probably he's been mostly good. He's probably fighting 
like making a case for minutes right now. Yeah. Like, Damari Carroll and PJ Tucker are going to factor in for their defensive usefulness. Carroll for his three-point shooting, um, and the playoffs will be more of a meritocracy than the season's been. There's always there have always been reasons why Carroll plays even when his play doesn't you know warrant 30 minutes a game or whatever. Uh, but Norman Powell is probably in the process of making a case right now for playoff minutes. Yeah. And Casey's talked openly about talking with Powell, and I'm going to have a piece for The Athletic this week about it, about Powell's somewhat inconsistent defense. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, as a point I made in my game story on Friday, he was great on Contavious Caldwell-Pope down the not, stretch. Look, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is not as quote-unquote difficult an assignment as Russell Westbrook who Powell guarded the night before. But running through that yeah. never-ending forest of screens yeah. is looks impossible yeah. and like Detroit is like they are a big thick team with good screen setters at three positions that yeah. was not an easy night for him if we're talking about the Raptors playoff rotation we're looking at the five starters that with DeMarie Carroll by the way yeah. we get asked a lot I don't know if you do I get asked a lot DeMarie Carroll's probably still starting in the playoffs because mm. of the shooting and because he's yeah I mean is a powerful force and like I like Norm but Carroll's a better defensive option, assuming the other team has bigger wings. Yeah. Um, and then you're looking at Tucker, Joseph, and Patterson, and then a bunch of maybes. Yeah. Uh, some nights, some nights some it will be Powell. Matchups. Some nights it, it could be a center. Be a center. Uh, I don't imagine most nights it will be either Ryder or Van Vliet, unless I things are going they, Like Van Vliet, we can rule out. Like yeah. He's not in the rotation regularly right now. Um, Wright's been nice sometimes and uh, as inconsistent as you yeah. expect a guy with 20 games of NBA experience to be. Um, I don't, I can't imagine he factors in that much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are important things uh, to be taken from this, but yeah, bigger picture. We know we've seen the bottom for the Raptors without Lowry and it's what we expected. We've seen the best of the Raptors without Lowry and you know, it's probably a little beyond what we expected. And I didn't yeah. personally expect the defense to be quite this good. Yeah. And I think uh, maybe, maybe you take that from this, like they're, if Kyle Lowry isn't great, maybe they, they can okay. find a way to win a game or two. Yeah. And, and, and they did the that last year. Yeah, so, exactly. About to make um, the same exact point. The reasonableness, they always agree. It's so not annoying. Not on Riverdale, that's for damn sure. We kind of agree on Riverdale. Uh, yeah, we just take gonna, different tones about fight it. fight on it sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, anything else before we let these people go? Mercifully. Uh, <laughs> I... I, I can't handle another cold snap, man. We gotta we gotta keep it sunny. I need the sun. Are we on the weather now? Oh yeah. man, I'm just end, I'm just gonna hit end <laughs> on the on the recording. Thanks here. for listening, guys. All right, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Guys. If only to be a reasonable man.